0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio
1: Network. The Serious Sound of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It is best.
0: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. No more, it's
2: none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out.
3: No more, boys will be boys.
4: No more, I'll say something next time.
3: No more,
5: why didn't she tell anyone?
4: No more, she was flirting with him.
5: No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why does not she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more,
4: she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more. We don't talk about that.
3: No more bystanding.
2: No more ignorance.
3: No more excuses. No more. No more.
2: No more.
6: WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride. Take a cab. Find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober. Or get
0: pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Hey, 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 good morning. If you're ready, map it to South. Let's do this. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrow right away.
5: Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make
6: you do what I do, man. Man, what's crack baby? What's crack It's time for
1: the serious side of the Jay Brown Show.
0: Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch.
5: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network.
7: Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. National Security Advisor John Bolton says the Trump administration is putting conditions on the U.S. military withdrawal from Syria. He told reporters during his trip to Israel that the remnants of the Islamic State group must be defeated first. And he said when he travels to Turkey tomorrow, he will seek assurances from Turkish officials that Kurdish fighters allied to the U.S. will be protected from any Turkish offensive. Fulton is in the Middle East to reassure allies in the region following President Trump's decision last month to withdraw from Syria. President Trump, meanwhile, is preparing to head to Camp David today. He's scheduled to leave in about an hour to huddle with senior staff at the presidential retreat with no deal yet to end the partial government shutdown. Talks hosted by Vice President Pence expected to resume today after two hours of negotiations yesterday. And Ron Elving says this shutdown is unique. There's some of the usual posturing, to be sure, but it's also unlike previous shutdowns in that both sides seem to be content with the politics of stalemate. Usually, at least one side seems highly eager to get on with the courtship, but here we have both playing hard to get. So the longest shutdown was three weeks back in the mid-1990s during the Clinton administration, the speakership of Newt Gingrich. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says House Democrats will start passing individual appropriations bills to reopen all government agencies this week, starting with the Department of the Treasury and the IRS, so people can get their tax refunds on schedule. Police in Texas have made an arrest in last weekend's shooting death of seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes. Empires Amy Held reports police say her killing has been uh, it may have been a case of mistaken identity. A
2: 20 year old man was arrested in Harris County, Texas, and has been charged with capital murder. Police say a tip led them to him, and he subsequently admitted to taking part in the shooting. The investigation is ongoing, and police say other suspects could be charged. Jasmine was riding in a car with her mother and three sisters early last Sunday in the Houston area when another vehicle pulled up and somebody opened fire. The rest of the family survived. Investigators say they do not believe the family was the intended target of the attack. With the rallying cry Justice for Jasmine, the seven-year-old's death has sparked national outrage. Her funeral is set for Tuesday. Amy Held, NPR News.
7: The Japanese automaker Nissan says its chief performance officer is on a leave of absence to handle what the company calls special tasks. In Tokyo, John Matthews reports on the first executive shakeup since the arrest of the company's former chairman in mid-November. CPO Jose Munoz is now a away from his regular duties but it's unclear how this is related to the arrest of former chairman Carlos Gon. Gon's arrest has been called the result of a power struggle between elements of Nissan management. Muñoz was seen as an ally of the chairman and as a possible successor to the CEO. And from Washington, you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side.
4: Uh, the president is willing to let this shutdown go on for however long. Um, David, what's your reaction?
8: There was a, a near deal a year ago where the Trump would get $25 billion in border security, and then in exchange, Democrats and others would get immigration reform, notably a path to citizenship for the dreamers. That seemed to me like a normal good deal. And I still think that's out there. Now the price is down to $5 billion rather than $25 billion. But I still think that's the deal that I think both sides could live with. Uh, and it would be a good deal. Uh, Trump won the election. He's going to get his wall. It's a dumb idea, but he won the election on it. And if we can get something out of it, I think that's something that could make both sides happy. The problem is getting the optics right.
5: Boy, is Nancy Pelosi in a very good mood these days. I mean, she was, she, we didn't talk about this, but she's clearly in a good mood because she really faced down a series of opponents who thought they could knock her out as speaker. Um, And while she theoretically only won by a couple of votes, that was actually a landslide because any member who had to vote against her
7: for political purposes was allowed uh, to vote against her. The
5: NFL playoffs
4: start tomorrow, and this week is traditionally when head coaches on bad teams get fired. And true to form, six head coaches lost their jobs this week. What is different this year is that four of those coaches were people of color. The Rooney Rule was adopted in 2003 to add racial diversity to head coach. In the league, and for a minute there, the rule looked to be working. Uh, Last topic is going to be about freshman lawmakers. Um, One familiar face this week, Mitt Romney, kicks off his term with an op ed and a media tour attacking the president. David, what's going on here?
8: Well, one senator is saying in public, what a lot of senators say in private, that character matters. He didn't really disagree with Trump on a lot of policy issues, but he did on the subject of character, and that means there's an internal Republican opposition.
2: A 20-year-old man was arrested in Harris County, Texas, and has been charged with capital murder. Police say a tip led them to him, and he subsequently admitted to taking part in the shooting. The investigation is ongoing, and police say other suspects could be charged. Jasmine was riding in a car with her mother and three sisters early last Sunday in the Houston area when another vehicle pulled up and somebody opened fire. The rest of the family survived.
7: Welcome to the Serious Side of the J. Ryle Show with Kathleen Williams, Mr. Jerome Esprit, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, J. Ryle.
1: 2019, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. And, of course, I'm Jay. Thank you guys for spending a portion of your Sunday with us. We have a great show lined up for you. But as always, we never share the stage by ourselves. We introduce you to some of the best in the business. First up, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that usually talks to you through text, the official texter of the show, but he's live again this morning. Who knows? Maybe 2019 is a new trend for all you people who are wishing and want to hear from this guy. He is in the house. My little brother, the one and only Mr. Johnny D is in the house. What's going on, Mr. Johnny D? What's up, man? How are you, sir, this morning?
3: Uh, Big
5: bro, everything is well. Everything is well. I've got my, 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 my church in this morning, and I'm feeling real blessed. And looking forward to 2019, and once again, I appreciate you letting me be a part of this broadcast and this opportunity to uh, speak to the people across this uh, United States. Thank you.
1: That's right. You know what, listen, you not to thank me. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for just being that that, that left rib, my brother. We love you to death, man. And we're speaking to everyone across the world, New Zealand, Great Britain, people all over the world tuning in to the serious side and once again, spreading that knowledge. So thank you so much, sir, for being in the house this morning. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's going on, my uh,
6: fiery brother? Good morning. Oh, good morning, good morning, sir. Good morning, John D. How you guys doing this morning? Happy New Year to everyone. Good morning,
3: Les. Everything is well
6: doing good, Mr.
1: Elias, and you're right, this is the first show, 2019. Welcome in. Another year of the serious side. Can you believe it? We have been on the air since, oh my god, since 2010. A long time. Just bringing you the knowledge. We'll give you a little bit of a history lesson a little later on in the show. Of course, let me break it down for you. Vanessa Maybelli, which is starting to become a regular on this show, contributed to the serious side. You know, she's still doing her thing. Miss Vacation, semi-retired, you know, so hey, we'll see her. if She can pop it. And of course Kathleen Williams It's Sunday You know one of her many hats That she wears Today is a work day for her So hopefully she'll be in And of course The smartest man in the world Mr. Johnny I'm sorry The smartest Well, He's the smartest man in the world As well But the other smartest man in the world uh, My main man Jerome Spree From Esprit Radio.net And the man who brings us On a day to day basis uh, On a weekly basis I should say On a need to know basis He is He will usually join us After his commitment With Clear Channel Radio and, of course, our uh, director of social media outreach, Jackie, joins us second set to give you all the information as far as how you can stay in contact with the show when the show is not live. The number is 347 850 1272 347 850 1272 World Famous Chat Room is open, slides your way over there. Still haven't made those social media contacts, but I'm building them back one at a time. Bear with us, we'll get in contact with you, I promise you, but as long as you can hear our voice, that's the most important Important thing. A lot to get into this new year, just a lot to get into. First of all, I want to say what's up to all the crew from the J. Ryle Show. We had a great, great New Year's Eve celebration. want you guys to go back and listen to some very inf- informative information. Should go back and listen to. We heard from our colleague Momo B's brother. Talked about his book. Uh, talked about what the crew's been doing. So I suggest get on out there and check it out. All right. Once again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let me set the agenda for you this morning. It's a new year. It's a new Congress. Nancy Pelosi is in charge, and the government shutdown continues. What can we do to fix this situation? Diversity in the NFL. Four black head coaches were fired on Black Monday. Hmm. There's a Rooney rule, right? We'll talk about that second sentence. Of course, uh, the best news of all, the killer, uh, the person who shot and killed young Jasmine Barnes is behind bars. We're going to take a more in-depth look at guns and society, and what can we do to fix these issues? Once again, 347-850-1272 as we get into it. All right, so now brand new government, brand new uh year, brand new government. Nancy Pelosi now has the gavel. And let me start with you, Ms. Elias. She has the gavel. The Democrats have moved to reopen the government. Mitch McConnell uh said, "Hey, I'm not going to bring this bill to the floor because why the president's not going to sign?" Man, do you see an end in sight with this nonsense?
6: You know, so man, it's going to be a lot of infighting this year. I don't I don't see Either side moving, and um, I, I, you know what, man? I, I think it's a damn shame because these people are working their butts off to to and 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 they're, they're you know not a TSA. <laughs> these these people, from what I'm reading, are, are looking for other jobs because they're not getting paid. Who wants to go to work and not get paid? Isn't that the, the <laughs> Isn't that the the object of work? Is when you go to work, you get paid? Really? Over yeah. some over, over, over a border wall that he said Mexico was going to pay for it anyway, now it's like a little child because you can't hold your campaign promise where you said Mexico was going to pay for it. And, I, you know, I, over and over again, you say Mexico's going to pay for it. Then make Mexico pay for it. Why are you holding these people hostage or, and getting their paychecks and these people are going to be losing their homes? can't pay their bills, can't feed their children, and you're going to sit there and, and say that they, they agree with me. Hell, I wouldn't agree with you. I don't give a damn. My child is starving. They can't eat, but I'm going to agree with you over a damn wall that you said Mexico's going to pay for. Come on, man, wake up and smell a coffee. Stop it. Stop it.
1: You know, Johnny D., before the show started, uh, the president He's on his way to Camp David to try to resolve this issue. And I was just listening to this guy, uh, you know, spat out just lies. I, you know, the thing that's frustrating for me uh, when you listen to this man talk, and, and, and he just throws non factual information out there. And the information that he's throwing out there, he is relying on the fact that the, the, the American people will not do the proper research. To call him out on these lies, he just says stuff that he knows is not true. We've never had a president who just lies like this. I mean, for, I mean, listen, people, politicians lie every day, you know, and, you know, and I think in some cases. You know, people bring up Barack Obama and this whole thing about, you know, you're not going to have to change your doctor. You know, and I don't look at that as a lie. I don't look look at that as deception. I look at that as maybe a misunderstanding. Maybe the intent was for that to happen. But, you know, when things played out, it didn't exactly go down that way. I don't think he did this with ill intent. This guy lies just a lie. He talks about all the things that he's doing great, and he really hasn't done nothing. What do you say about this crap, man? I mean, what is up with this with the American people when it comes to this president?
5: Well, let me just start off with uh, President Obama. Um, you're exactly right. With the Affordable Care Act, you know, the initial um, conversations and dialogues indicated that one would not have to change their positions. A lot of it was contingent on several states backing out. And then, of course, you didn't have a, a, a lot of young people who invested into the, um, the Affordable Care Act, which consequently caused the rates to be a little bit higher. So from that standpoint, yeah. you're exactly right. It was not deliberate misinformation. There was a plan in place. And because you still had the Republicans uh, so arduous at work trying to disassemble and, 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 and devour Affordable Care Act. It just didn't materialize the way that it was intended to do so. But now, however, this this gentleman here, uh, the Trump regime, uh, again, we we are in uncharted waters as far as the lack of integrity that this office uh, has bestowed upon the, the public over these last two years and will continue as long as he's in office. And I think, hence, uh, Ms. Romney. So I, I won't get there because I think we'll, we'll we'll speak about that later on. What his yep. motivation is, but 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 clearly clearly this this is an unethical regime because we we can't sit back and we can just say okay it's Donald Trump. But the truth of the matter is there's there's an ables that's currently surrounding him. Uh, I have never seen a, a group of hideous looking persons uh, when he came into the press briefing. Um, you know these guys here. I, you know, I've never seen so many Caucasian men who, who look so anti-American with, with, their, with, their, with their distinct look, uh, almost look skinheadish. Uh, bit, like I say, uncharted waters here. This guy is, 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 is unethical. He is a, a, a liar. He has no morale. And he has just totally diminished the office of the president, which by, by far is the most significant office within the world. As far as the, the government shutdown, it is impacting uh, every aspect of, of lives. Uh, here in this state here, we had a young lady who was uh, working for a, 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 a animal uh, area where she ended up getting uh, killed by a lion. And what I, I was reading yep. an article where it said that some of those workers are federal workers. And they can't even come in and finish the investigations. So, I mean, it it boils down to the details as far as that specific Now, I do think what will ultimately happen I'm optimistic that uh, this will end relatively soon uh, Probably by weekend Simply because the the lack of integrity that uh, Trump has What he's going to do, certainly for border security the, the, The Congress is going to fund border security now he will set, and he's going to use some trickery and some dialogue and some language to indicate that okay, this money was intended for the wall. So he's going to divert some monies somewhere. And from that standpoint, I don't think it will be as long as the uh, the government shutdown in the 90s when President Clinton was in office, because he doesn't want to exceed anything that the Clintons do. You know, even if it goes up to uh, the, the 12th day, I think he will. He'll, he'll, he'll shut it down before that. But I am optimistic that in, in reading some articles and looking at some, some coverage over the weekend, that the way that he's going to be able to satisfy his base is the money that was already intended for border security. And, and you know, Jay, you know you, you know from not only standing Texas being a former military person, that's, those are monies that's allocated every single year. So he will reword yep. it somewhat, and he will say, okay, this portion is going to go towards, quote-unquote, his wall. And his base will, will, will stop chomping at the bitch. He will be able to run on that down the line and say, okay, I got a billion dollars of the, of maybe the, the 1.6 that they're going to use for border security, but he will use different language in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that those federal workers will be able to – go back to work compensated. You know, you got a lot of them, as you know, that's already working but not getting paid, which is, you know, blasphemy and shameful in and of itself. But the longer this goes on, the more detriment it does to the country, not necessarily Trump because he's a one-term guy anyway, so he doesn't really care. You know, his his family is benefiting from this office, this opportunity for him to to serve this country in that capacity, so he could care less. He's a self-serving leader. And those individuals who follow him uh, is unfortunately still still you know hoping that one day he will live up to the true integrity of that office, but he will deliver he will deliver on paper and in name uh, monies and funds going towards uh, his his quote unquote wall, but it won't be nearly uh, what what he is speaking of because again, border security is something that's funded every year, so you know that that's my take on on all of those topics there, and I hope I wasn't too long.
1: No, no, man, it was good information, 347 You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning, right here on the TGRS radio network, online radio at its best. You know, Listen, I-, I wish I was as optimistic as you are uh, about this. I, you know, I do believe, Mr. Elias, that he's going to allocate funds from some other place. Uh, but Nancy mm-hmm. Pelosi's playing hardball. She says, look, bottom line is you're not going to get the money for the wall. Stop asking for the wall. And, you know, here's the other part. When you look at the press secretary, you look at Kellyanne Conway, these people just get on national television and lie. I mean, it is amazing how Americans are not paying attention to this nonsense.
6: Well, Jay, it's not here lie, Jay. It's not a Jay. But
1: listen it's to this. Alternative Here's the first thing that it's they, alternative facts. It's alternative facts. Okay, but, but, here, but listen to this. Listen to this. Here's the one thing that they always want to bring up. Black unemployment is at an all-time low. They keep talking as if their policies had something to do with that. I mean, this is crazy. And people need to wake up and smell the coffee. This country is in trouble. And you folks are just going around, just, you know, doing your everyday lives. I don't care as long as I can go do what I want to do. Like you said, Johnny D., this nation, is it's in peril. I mean, I don't think people understand, Mr. Elias, the long-term damage that this guy is doing to not only the presidency, but to the country as a whole. He's an idiot, and we need to get him out and, of office.
6: What say and, you and, well, you know something Everybody's talking about how, how Mitt Romney came on the scene strong <laughs> and, and I laughed as I'm watching And I and I watched the commentary yesterday Mitt Romney said what he said But he said he just didn't like the way the president uh, dealt with, with, with the way he said stuff He he has no clue about the way he's talking So in other words, I agree with your policies Your policies are cool with me But the way you say it He's gotta, a Republican You got to change the way you say it Exactly Come on, man you can exactly. that come on, man. Yeah, come uh, on. Let's, let's, let's still, is Come
1: on, man. We've talked about this on this show before. You know, I, I remember when everybody was going goo, goo, gaga over the fact that John McCain went on the Senate floor and gave the thumbs down to the repeal of the Affordable Care Act. But then, you know, I mean, or Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham, all of a sudden, oh, Lindsey Graham is this great person. Then Lindsey Graham, you know, shows us who he is. Susan Collins. Look what happened during the Kavanaugh. Uh, um, um, uh, confirmation You know the bottom line is She's talking oh, all about hold him accountable And then she comes back and says I can't believe Dr. Ford I mean come on these people are Republicans That's who they are So don't be surprised Why right? be surprised yeah. That's who they are they're Republicans Mitt Romney I think Mitt Romney What he's trying to do is he's trying to set himself up For another presidential run He press, says yep. he's not running in 2020 I think he right. is yeah,
0: I, I think, think he, he is, really yeah. and
1: truly is, and so 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 this is BS. So he wants to come in and have this moral. Oh yeah, the president is this, the president is that. But wait a minute, and I I'll ask you this, Johnny D. Can we blame him though? Because we tell people all the time to vote their pocketbooks, vote what's important to them and their families. You can't be worried about Joe Smo next door. Be concerned about. The families. Be concerned about what's good for your family. So, hey, if Trump is good for your family, then, you know, why are we tripping? Why, I mean, why are we tripping because people support this guy? People who support him are not racist, not all people anyway. I know quite a few people who support Trump, and they're they're, they're good people. And I'm asking myself the question, should I continue to be friends or associated with these people? Because they support this clown. But, Johnny, he's doing for them at least in their mind, what they voted him to do. So it's like, let me hold my nose and vote for this guy, because the bottom line, he's doing exactly what I need him to do.
5: I will agree with you, and I, I want to go back a little, a little bit in the program where, where Mr. Elias talked about Romney and, and his policies and his politics. Yeah. They are the same individual just speaking in a different tongue. So, yes, in essence, uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney's uh, desire to come back is because he does see a vulnerability. I think he sees that the the Mueller investigation is, is beginning to shape itself up. At some point, uh, even the Mitch McConnells, is, is, as much as we would uh, like to believe that, that he has some integrity, it really is about politics. And it's about being self-serving to these guys here. So I think Romney sees an opportunity uh, to really run against Trump. Uh, so I, I do think that he will be a viable uh, person for the Republican Party in 2020 because, again, his, his policies are, are in line with Donald Trump. So there, there lies the 33 percent of the base. What he's doing is just speaking it in a different tongue with a different look. So, so in essence, uh, he... You know the Republican Party has been exposed, and the garment has been raised to to show just how unethical they are. And Trump is a uglier picture than Mitch McConnell, but it, uh, but it, it's, it's the same thing. So the reality of it is, is, is you will see more of Mitch, Mitch Romney. I said McConnell, Mitch Romney. I think he's going to make a strong uh, pitch to just show the lack of ethics uh, for Donald Trump. But, again, policies are the same, so you'll see him uh, being a formidable person in, in 2020. And mm-hmm. a, as far as the base, you know, he's going to deliver them on paper and in tongue what what they desire. But in essence, everything that he has done has totally been in contrast with the health care. The majority of his base depends more on, on, on social programs and Obamacare or, or the Affordable Care Act than what he had Constituted So, in essence, he, he's crippling his debate, but because of the pride, you know, and it's that ugly American, that, that syndrome, they will not allow themselves to say, you know what, we was wrong in this instance right here. And the fortunate thing is that we do have uh, some listeners who listen to this show that have converted over and just and, – and, and like you say, Jay, not everybody is racist. I don't contest that. I just think that what uh, – the, the eight years for President Obama – inspired a group of individuals to have that woe is me mindset and mentality and they said okay you know what and contrary y'all had y'all eight years so now we're going to come up with, with this erratic guy who has promised us the world and hasn't delivered anything to him and that's unfortunate because it really isn't about a black white thing it's it's, it's about a people thing and a human thing and this guy really has, has just diminished not only the office but also he will cripple his base by the time that 2020 comes
1: you're absolutely correct about that. Usually, I don't do this during this portion of the show because we do have a portion of the show called Chatterbox where we hear from the people who are listening to the show. But since she's a friend of the show, I'm going to go ahead and, and you know you know and read this, Miss Elias. Mariana Music's checked in saying, you know, and Mariana, let me just say this before I read your little comment. First of all, you know, this show is not this is not the place for this comment. But since you're Mariana, I'm going to read it anyway. She said, Nothing turns me on more than the sound of strong black, intelligent black men on the radio in the morning. But since there's a compliment in there, Miss LS, I just read it, you know, because hey, <laughs> Mary other music, I'm glad. Really? Okay. Wow. The sound of intelligent black men in the morning. Okay, hey. Ha ha ha. You know what? Which is a beautiful segue. We only have a few more minutes in this segment, but I'm pretty sure this will make your day Mary music. The smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree, is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How are you, sir? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are
6: you? Good morning, Jerome. Hey, man,
1: just hating on your girlfriend hey, like I always do. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Just hating on your girlfriend like I always do. know. Uh, <laughs> Don't oh, hate hey, <laughs> I won't hate it. I'll congratulate Okay, so listen, man. let's get a little bit of commentary from you before we get out of here. Uh, you know, we were talking about the government shutdown. I think you may have heard most of the conversation. Uh, once again, it's, it's about where this country's going, the direction in which uh, it's heading. Uh, when we look at the new Congress, what do you expect, Jerome, here real quick, now that Nancy Pelosi has to gavel? Uh, some of the things that you that you see the new Congress doing within the next thirty days. Well,
9: how about I frame it this way? What I expect is everyone to be harder on Nancy Pelosi than they were on Ryan, right? I that's mm. what I. Of course. So of people course. are going to say, oh, they're holding this up or they're not compromising. They didn't do jack squat while while Ryan was there. Nothing. So for I, I think the Democrats. And I've always said this, but I think the Democrats are a little bit harder and um, judgmental and all these other things. I'm not going to just name them, but they, they are nitpicky when it comes to um, Democrats, right? Their expectations are different. So people are going to say, don't do too many investigations and don't do this because it's going to look like this for the next presidential race. Nunes and those fools did not care. That they were investigating Benghazi and holding up and disrupting and they didn't care, but nobody asked right. them that. Nobody asked them on major major media. Nobody nobody even talked about that on this. We talked about it on this program about how they were obstructing and being blatantly, you know, crazy about you know the mm-hmm. Russia investigation. But the the criticism that you're going to see for Nancy Pelosi and what her expectations are or for the Judicial Committee or what the Democrats are doing in Congress, I hope, you know, like they say in wartime, I hope they give them hell. Right? They don't have anything to lose. Their issue is that they were, are supposed to be the grown people. You always have expectations of Democrats to be the grown people and to clean up the Republicans' mess. Just like after the Reagan era, just after two Bushes start war, the Democrats come in clean up, get budget surpluses, and those fools go back and spend it and tax, with tax breaks and create a great deficit, and now people want the Democrats to be responsible. So I think yeah, really. <laughs> and, and I think it's unreasonable. And Nancy Pelosi, I think she's actually handling pretty well, because even for them asking her about the comments that the, the new congresswoman said about Donald Trump, she said she's mm-hmm. She was elected by the people, I'm paraphrasing, and she gets to have her own opinion. Don't ask the leadership right. to tame them down. Just like when, you know, um, Maxine Waters said something, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, and then they ran to all the other Democrats and said, what do you think about what she said? It's none of your business. They they don't ask the Republicans what they think about what Trump said. They just move on. So Democrats need to grow up and, and, and handle their business. So... My expectations for the Democrats is to do what they said that they were going to do and stop talking about it and just do
1: it. yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that three four seven eight five oh one two seven two five zero one two right. seven it's time for this week's edition of in four minutes or less something that you need to know. but before we do that, uh, two two shout outs here real quick uh, one uh, Mariana music she is uh, we, we joke with her uh, she's a dear friend of the show, but Mariana Music is also a supermodel. And so um, uh, what we're going to do is we want to, Marianne, I want you to send your, send some information to um, our uh, Instagram pages so we can post some of your photos. Just completed a European photo shoot. A very attractive young lady. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's been with this show for a very, very long time. So also I'm going to try to get some of her photos up on our Facebook page as well. I want people to really you know, she's a supporter. I mean, she's really trying to get her thing out there. And plus Ms. Taylor, she is just damn good looking. Uh, so we want to get that out there. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah, she's she telling is, I mean, listen, I hate to, I hate to admit
6: this, right? I do, but I she don't. she's a gorgeous woman. She's <laughs>
1: She's a beautiful uh, person
6: inside and out, so let's call
1: uh, her. stop, okay, stop, pull up, Miss
6: mysteriousius Jesus Christ,
1: pull up, all right, so anyway, so yeah, so we're gonna get that out there, uh second of all, you know i i uh, I was on Instagram the other day, Miss mysteriousius, and I didn't realize that people I mean, I know people were following us on the Instagram, I don't even talk about Instagram, so I guess you found out how to get the Instagram, so go out there and you know and do your thing and and uh and support the show and and definitely last but not least, I want to say good morning to,
0: hey, morning. Ah,
1: oh, damn, I put Mr. Elliot said I fall down too hard. I did. All right. All right in this week's edition. Wow. I will. I will. I will. All right. Uh, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know. In the history of this segment, we've never done this. And so what's happening, happening is we're going to actually hear during this segment a topic that we will discuss next. Huh. So it's almost a segue into the second set. So sit back, relax, and it's time for this week's edition. In four, four minutes or less, something that you need to know. And continue to listen to the serious side. We'll be right back after this on a beautiful Sunday. Happy New Year. We'll be right back after this. Don't go
3: anywhere.
4: The NFL playoffs start tomorrow, and this week is traditionally when head coaches on bad teams get fired. And true to form, six head coaches lost their jobs this week. What is different this year is that four of those coaches were people of color. The Rooney Rule was adopted in 2003 to add racial diversity to head coaches in the league. And for a minute there, the rule looked to be working. At the start of the season, the league had its highest ever number of non like coaches. Jason Reed wrote about this for ESPN's The Undefeated, and I asked him earlier if some of these recently fired coaches will get rehired by other teams anytime soon.
3: Well, it's possible. Coaches often get what's called recycled, for lack of a better way to put it, that owners will look at coaches who have been in previous jobs elsewhere throughout the league, and they'll make their own determination on whether or not they think those people should get another opportunity. So coaches often do get other jobs once they lose a job. Now, for African-American coaches, the feeling is is that they are not really looked at the same way all the time as all of their colleagues. What makes
4: people say that? Is that based on the length of season they get? What happened?
3: Well, the Rooney Rule has been in place since 2003 for coaches It was expanded to 2009 to include general manager and front office equivalent positions. So the feeling among black assistant coaches in the league is that, okay, this has been around for this long, yet you look at the overall landscape, when you have 32 jobs and coaches of color have never filled more than eight of those, there is a feeling among that group that more still needs to be done.
4: So let's help people understand, though, what the Rooney Rule was supposed to accomplish, because I'm under the impression that all it says is that you have to bring in potential candidates, not that you have to hire them.
3: Right, that's correct. But there's a, a misconception within the public that uh, the Rooney Rule is about affirmative action or a quota system. No, all it says is that team owners should have an open mind going into the hiring process and during the hiring process interview a candidate of color, not that they have to pick that person. Just be open-minded and talk to that person And so what the league is hoping that happens is that if the interview process is open up to more people that the best candidate will emerge and at times the best candidate will be a coach of color
4: what's the nfl saying though about this most recent development um, essentially it looks like the rooney rule isn't working right if you just go by the numbers.
3: The league is not currently saying anything about the African American coaches who were fired this season. I think what the league is hoping is that as this hiring cycle plays out and is completed, that there will be more coaches of color who wind up with head coaching positions, and that would be a much stronger platform from which the league could then comment on this situation. So they're looking at the situation and say, okay, let's wait and see what happens before we have to weigh in on something that's clearly negative at this point.
4: We're looking at a league that 70% of the players are black, uh, and then you have three quarters of starting quarterbacks that are white, obviously majority of coaches, general managers. Is it still the sense that the NFL has a problem with minorities in leadership positions in general?
3: Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, addressed this last year, he acknowledged that with regard to NFL head coaches, that the league needs to have more coaches of color in the pipeline on offense because owners now, overwhelmingly, in terms of the hiring process, are selecting from that pool of candidates because of scoring the fact that scoring touchdowns and doing those sorts of things to generate points that's exciting to fans and it drives tv ratings so owners are picking from that side of the ball yet eric Bieniemy of the kansas city chiefs entering the year he was the only offensive coordinator of color in the league so as you look at the situation yes the league acknowledges that more needs to be done but it's how does that happen
4: The NFL playoffs start tomorrow, and this week is traditionally when head coaches on bad teams get fired. And true to form, six head coaches lost their jobs this week. What is different this year is that four of those coaches were people
1: of color. Welcome back in 347 850 uh, to two, two. you listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio, and it's best. You know, Mr. Elias, also, before we get into the topic, I, I gave a shout-out to Monique, but, you know, there's another Monique, too, that we need yeah, to say Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you talking about
10: Momo B? Yeah, right,
1: that's you what, what I was you talking mama, about. Baby? Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> I'm talking about my Monique. <laughs> okay, but Monique's laughing. Oh, okay. Hey, Momo, Kisses for you, too, girl. Love you. All right, welcome back in, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. 850 As I mentioned before the break, uh, something unusual, something that usually doesn't happen. Uh, in this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know was actually a topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, listen, it was a troubling year of diversity for the NFL, which ended on an awful note for the league on Monday. Four African-American coaches, Marvin Lewis of the Cincinnati Bengals, Todd Bowles of the New York Jets, Vance Joseph of the Denver Broncos and Steven Wilkes of Steve Wilkes of the Arizona Cardinals were among eight head coaches ousted in the annual purge that usually occurs the day after the regular season ends. Lewis, Bowes, Joseph, and Wilkes joined uh, former Cleveland Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson, who was fired in October. That's five black head coaches let go in one season. And Wilkes only got one season. One season in which the, which the organization acknowledged was a rebuilding season. Um, good luck proving you've got the coaching chops when essentially you're working on an egg timer. Now, Johnny D, I want to start this segment with you. The Rooney Rule was put into place because of the fact that there was the good old boys club. So the Rooney Rule simply states that, hey, teams have to at least interview one African-American candidate for the position now they extended that rule to general managers because you know we didn't have a lot of brothers uh sisters in the in in the head office you know making decisions as far as player personnel the Rooney rule in general do you think it's been helpful for this situation or or is it a joke because of what we're looking at with the just the disparity the disparity between white head coaches and african-american head coaches Is Johnny, there. Yeah, Johnny's mic on? Yeah, he's here. Yeah. Okay, Jerry, there he is. I, I, I take it. There he I, is. Okay, there
5: he yeah. is. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I was in the midst of a transition and a transaction. But uh, again, I, I applaud the Rooney's. Uh, I am a, a lifelong 45 year Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So when that came about, it was good to, to know that uh you've got an organization who is synonymous with at least trying to be to be fair with with the, within the coaching realm. Uh it has not really materialized to the point to where it, it should be. Um I think of all the coaches that, that uh met their 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 end, probably Steve Wilkes is the one that bothers me the most. Uh, I don't know if anybody can really take a stand and argue for uh, Marvin Lewis. He's had Plenty of, plenty of years to do something, but, but overall, it really is just about big picture thinking. And, uh, you know, you and I kind of communicated about this when it happened, you know, right now you've got two uh, African-American coaches, uh, out of 32 NFL teams. And the only ones really during this, this, this swing here that's getting any looks, uh, they're trying to uh, bring in or recycle Jim Caldwell. Uh, he's getting some, some interviews and then Bienemy out of Kansas city. Um, But beyond that right there, I think what you'll find is a lot of these guys will go back into the coordinator ranks or uh, assistance ranks as far as, uh, you know, whether it be tailback coaches, uh, you know, position coaches. uh, And and, and let's not forget now uh, what the Raiders did to to Reggie McKenzie, you know, letting him go after I'm pretty sure John Gruden had a lot to do with, with all of those trades and trading Khalil Mack. And then you look at Ozzie Newsome. Okay. Yeah. Leave it. okay. yeah, yeah, then you look at Ozzy Newsom leaving and I'm I'm gonna be honest, I don't think that there is going to be an African American general manager. So, you know, uh what I what I would certainly look at is that uh, of of all of the coaching vacancies, you know, you still see some of these these everybody's looking for the the the, the next uh at this point in time Mike Tomlin years ago, the, the young coaches. And, unfortunately, none of them are, are African-American. That's coming up through the ranks. And it, it's it's just a testimony of the billion-dollar industry, uh, the NFL being probably the most popular sport and the lack of representation that we have. And then you've got to look at the players itself, uh, as, as I indicated. You know, very, very, very disappointed at uh, the actions of the players. You don't see any of them out there protesting. You don't see any of them. Uh, taking knees or anything of that nature, right there, with this. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little stronger in, in my desire to, to be critical, because this, this is where you make a difference. You know, this is where you make a difference. Make a stand uh, for a game that employs seventy percent of your athletes that are African American, and yet, you know, your, your, your leadership and your coaches are very few in, in number. So this is something that we need to keep our eyes on. I don't think many of the ones that are interviewing are going to get head coaching positions. And, of course, the NFL will hit that mute button when it's convenient, and they certainly have done so. Uh, at this point in time, you got the, the biggest uh, tickets going on with the playoffs. But yet everybody is just kind of standing in the corner saying, OK, you know what? Let's just hope this die down. we still interviewing, but they know what the outcome of the interviews will be. So this is another fallacy uh, for another billion-dollar uh, business, uh, just having some charades up there. So I'm a little disappointed in the whole process, but uh, just pray for the best out of, out of this situation.
1: You know, Mr. Elias, uh, interesting, Johnny D. brought up the fact that 70, 70% of the players in the league are African-American. And I think that, you know, we had conversations during the Colin, Colin Kaepernick uh, how people should take a stand. I haven't seen anybody taking knee this year. But besides that, and the bigger point that I'm, I want to illustrate here is this, I remember that scene in that movie Django uh, when uh, – when they talked about, remember uh, when uh, what's his name? Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. He was the he played that that uh, plantation owner, and he talked about how uh, a plantation that has maybe I don't know six or seven white people that are running it as far as making sure the slaves are doing their work and all that other stuff. And you have over two hundred slaves, and not one of them decided to overrun the place. And I think about this from the NFL's perspective, you know, especially remember last year when John, when um, uh, Jerry Jones said, hey, if any Dallas Cowboys take a knee, they're going to be suspended. And I'm thinking if I'm Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott, I'm like, okay, all right, we're going to prove it. You know, we're in a position of power. A lot of these players don't understand that they are faces of franchises. And, yeah, the owner can say what they want to say, but it, at the end of the day, the players, we tune in to see the players. We don't tune in to, to see the 30-second clip of, you know, Jerry Jones high-fiving his son in the executive owner's box when the Cowboys win the game. We tune in to see the players. And the players have more power than they think. And it seems to me that they should be upset with the lack of diversity from the head job. Uh, uh, but, but look what's going on. In, 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 well, let me let you answer that question, because what's going on in Pittsburgh is a whole different ball game. But go ahead, man. Well, what are your thoughts on that?
6: Well, my thoughts are where the Kurt Flood's of the, of, of the uh, NFL. You know, look, man, for anybody who's con- concerned about this, <laughs> what we're talking about, read the book called Million Dollar Slave. It's, it's, it's an it's, it's a eye-opening book. It is very eye-opening. And, and, and as far as the NFL, the NFL is, like LeBron James said, it's a bunch of old white men that are going to not allow anybody of color to get in. That's what the NFL is. It's not. It's not. It's not going to allow any black man or any person of color to get in and do anything. Look, they had a chance, They had one of the NFL teams were open up to for for uh, a, a group of uh, the, the Carolina Panthers. Look what happened yeah. when, when Diddy tried to put a group together. Nope, don't want your black ass in here. Get out. That's what they do, man. They, they, it, it's just like the golf course. In the 90s. You know, this, this, I mean, it, it's just a good old boy network. So when people tell me something about racism and how they're not racist, kiss my ass. You're lying. You're a bunch of liars. Racism still exists okay. and it's strong and prevalent.
1: All right. There, and there's uh, Chuck D. Mr. LES is taking on the. Uh <laughs> Taking on the role of Chuck D this morning. Thank you, Mr. Elias. Uh, you know, listen, uh, Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator, uh, George Edwards, Dallas Cowboys defensive backs coach, Chris Richards, uh, New England Patriots linebacker coach, Brian Flores, Phillies assistant head coach, Deuce uh, Staley, uh, Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator, Johnny D mentioned him, Eric B. Enemy. Those are some of the highly regarded black assistants that are out there, Jerome. But as far, you know, I remember one of the coaches, one of the African-American assistant coaches, he refused to interview for a job, and he refused to interview for the job because he said, this is a farce. You guys know you're going to hire John Gruden, so why am I wasting my time traveling here for this bogus interview? So when you have the Rooney rule in place, I'll ask you the same question I asked Mr. Delias. I mean, is it really serving, is it, is it beneficial because at least some of these people are getting in front of the masses, so to speak. Is it beneficial or is it time for the league to say, okay, bottom line is that if we have X amount of teams, half of the coaches need to be black. And then you can't really do that because now you're telling people how to run their businesses. What say you?
0: That's Jerome Nero.
9: Yeah, you know, I, before before I say that, I, you know, I was, I wanted to ask a question. Where is Herm Edwards? Mm-hmm.
1: He's in college.
9: Oh, okay. Because you know yeah, he's, with, he's yeah,
5: Arizona he's, State.
9: Arizona State. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember when he first came out of the NFL, he was doing commentary, and I kept thinking, yep, on why won't anybody yep. hire Herm Edwards back? And I don't we're know. Just having this conversation. You know, white coaches get fired all the time to get hired by another team. Black coaches don't. So, you know, they already have a problem with having black coaches in the NFL, and now, you know, you get rid of four in one shot. I'm curious to see who's going to get picked
6: up.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you one.
6: I'll give you one better than that, Jerome. Levy Levy Smith in the Chicago Bears had a winning season. Had a winning season. He was 10-6 and and was fired. And yep. at that same time, Andy Reed from the Philadelphia Eagles had a losing season and got fired, right? Yep. Kansas mm, City got hired
1: up, by the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah.
6: Picked him right up. Now, yep. this man got fired for having winning a winning season and didn't make it to the playoffs.
9: Look, <laughs> I think LeBron said it said it best. You know, it is a, a slave master mentality, and so. What happens is they think if they have somebody who looks like them, they would probably rather have them there, um, mm-hmm. than actually considering the population of players that you're dealing to may relate to your coach better if they look more like them. But they said the, the basketball owners own, understand this a little bit more than the football. But hey, hey I don't know what to really say about this about this subject. I, every time I think about it, I forgot about uh, Lovey. But I remember Herm Edwards, and I kept thinking Herm Edwards needs to be back. And I don't know how you correct this because there's no hard rule that says that you have to hire anybody black. And knowing that they hold grudges, that's why Kaepernick's still out, and you have all these sorry quarterbacks out there, or the people who are not as good. Pros are actually, I I, I used to criticize people who say that when somebody makes the pros, they're actually really good, but they're not. No, nope, yep. there's a lot more quarterbacks or. Kaepernick is better than a lot of quarterbacks who are already on the roster, is all I want to say. Donovan McNabb did the same yeah. thing. He was out. Yeah. It was yeah. like Nick.
0: Yeah, that's true. true.
9: picked him up. That's true.
1: He was You know, um, Laura Ingram, go ahead, go ahead, Jerome, finish your thought.
9: No, I was just saying he was ruined when he went to Washington. But it wasn't, didn't mean he wasn't yeah. a good quarterback. Their system sucked, and the coach didn't like him.
1: Then he went to Minnesota, no. right? And then he retired after that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Laura Ingram told LeBron James to shut up and just dribble the ball. And Johnny D, when you look at this, because people say, "Well, you know, you guys are talking sports." We're talking about the underlying racism that's going on in society, whether it's in, in sport, if whether it's in the sports arena, whether it's in corporate America. I've told that I've told the story a thousand times about how, and I may tell it again uh, about how. When I was an HR director for an organization, I was dealing with this large uh, oil and gas company downtown. And I'll tell the story after the break. That's the tease. But but here, when Laura Ingram tells people to shut up and dribble, and when folks like Dak Prescott and, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, especially when your owner comes out and says, look, if you take a knee, then guess what? You are done. You will not play for the Dallas Cowboys. Even when the NFL came out and said, "Okay, we don't want you taking a knee. You can stay in the locker room if you like." Jerry Jones said, "Oh no, you can't stay in the locker room. You need to have your butt out there on the field, uh, slaves, and get out of here and represent the star." And for those guys not to say anything, and I think Dak Prescott. I think we played one of his sound bites when he yeah, talked about how,
0: how he, mm-hmm.
1: he spoke out. Know, of he, didn't, he spoke down. out. No, he spoke out. I know he did. He's. No, he didn't. He said, "No." What he said was out in favor that of Gary Jones. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't hear the rest of your statement. You're right. Okay. Thank he you. did. He came out and said, there's what a he, time K. and place for that." Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what did he ZK 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 K. K. had to because? Yeah, because Jerry Jones was, you know, he got in trouble with Ohio State with the, you know, that whole thing, that girlfriend thing. So I guess he felt obligated because Jerry Jones is taking on the NFL for his suspension. But think about this, Ezekiel, if you're listening, which I know you're not.
6: Jerry Jones didn't care about you.
1: You, you are you are a resource for his run organization. That ball.
6: Really, you couldn't run that That's ball, it. brother. You wouldn't do nothing.
1: He, he wouldn't take on the NFL if you couldn't. If you weren't a thousand-yard rusher and one of the most popular players in the league, whose jersey sales are booming? You're making him money. He is he is protecting his interests. He don't give a damn about you as a person. This is what these people don't understand. Human resources is just that—they are resources for a business. Your company will get rid of you if it's financially uh, uh, if it's financially favorable for them and their bottom line. They don't care about you. I mean, these people mm-hmm. need to understand that. So, you know, so Johnny D, when 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 uh, Laura Ingram says, shut up and just dribble LeBron James, which LeBron is not doing, and I love him for that, but when she says things like that, why can't these young players understand that they are in the position of power? They can make a difference. They don't have to sit here and listen to the owner saying, hey, you know, you can't do this. If those players decided to all take a knee, what's Jerry Jones going to do? Fire the whole organization? He can't do that.
0: <laughs> right? He can't. So why he, can't, he can't they Jay understand? I'll be honest. Right? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, no, good, No ahead.
1: Good. No, no, I was uh, saying, good, you know, why can't I, they understand that they have power like that? That's what I was wanting to say. That was my finished thing. Why don't yeah, they understand you know, they have the power?
5: I, I tell you what, I think that they do, and, and I'm gonna go uh, and speak on LeBron Ow. James. LeBron James mm-hmm. is one of the, well, LeBron James is one of the most so he is one of the most socially socially conscious athletes yes. and entertainers in the business. He really is. What what this young man has done, you know, whether you like his team, whether you like him or not, you know, you look at the stance that he has taken, and this guy is is one that you know. I wish other young athletes would mirror themselves after. But, you know, you, you take the concept of shut up and dribble, and he has really turned that into an empire. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to see the series that uh, they were showing yes, on. On HBO. showtime, whichever one. Yeah, That's yeah, on HBO. Exactly. HBO is, is one of those those uh pay stations. And, you know, it really took me back to some years on some things that I forgot about what the Jordan didn't do. You, you understand what I'm saying? So, you know, this guy yeah. here, man, like the, his social consciousness is is at a whole different level. And and I'm 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 a, I'm a reference a a movie. Uh, there's a movie that was out uh, called Cadillac Records. And and I remember mm-hmm. it, in there it was it was a gentleman. Um, I forgot what his name is. The young guy out of New York, but uh, he was depicted to be the character of Chuck Berry. And and the the radio guy God. Says he says, exactly, most deaf, and, and he points at the uh, the gentleman who was playing uh, chess, and he says, I'm going to make you rich, and then he points at most deaf, and i will make you famous. And then I remember most deaf, somebody said, well, dear, we need to switch chairs. You know, so <laughs> these athletes of today want to be famous. They want to be popular. They want to be on Instagram, they, you know, and they want to live that culture. But that socially conscious thing has all but been stripped out of the education system. I mean, you know, you, you got people who will take a stand on certain things, but when it comes to being socially conscious, you know, this this generation of, of, of young minds that we are developing, black and white, they, they are more about themselves than they are about the good of, of, of a group. So, yeah, as powerful as they may be, collectively, as long as it is that Willie Lynch mentality and you keep them divided and, and fighting amongst each other, then they will never have the collective effort to make a difference. And that's what I see. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it is a time in which we're going to have to really get out there and mentor some of the, some of these younger guys and, and, and in regards to uh, just being a lot more social conscious and thinking about the good of, of a generation, the good of a people, the good of a community versus themselves. But like I said, with LeBron James, I really do applaud him. Now, he's not the only athlete out there doing some great things, but that guy – is one that you can put out there on a mantle and say, you know what, if you could do half of what he's done you know, yes. from a social consciousness, then you're doing well.
9: well I, want, I want to mention, <laughs> along with that, getting up LeBron, mm-hmm. the one thing I want to add yep. on to that is that you have to remember, LeBron did not go to college, right? So LeBron was yes. never really co-opted by this system at all, like zero. But we always think of when you good go to college, point, point. learn how the game is played, blah, blah, blah. We do A, B, and C, and D. But when you think about LeBron, don't think about him as him acclimating to a system. Because you have to remember when LeBron first, first got signed by Nike and signed that big contract before he was drafted, they asked yes. him to pick a jersey number other than Jordan's. And they gave him, they said, you have till Friday. And you need to make up your mind and pick something other than Jordan's number so that we can start printing up some Nike gear. And LeBron Hmm. waited to the last minute. He had already signed a contract. And he came back and still said, I'm picking 23. And that's before he was drafted. I didn't
1: know that. I didn't know that. Wow.
9: He did that before he was drafted with all that money. And so LeBron established his freedom. And even when the... um, Cleveland Cavaliers' owner kept complaining about him having his friends around him. LeBron ignored him, right? That's why when he came back to Cleveland, all his boys were still there. He was like, you take me as I am or I'm out. And he's done that from time and time again. And it wasn't because he was a rookie. He didn't want to make no waves. He didn't do nothing. LeBron claimed his freedom soon right out of high school. So much respect to that dude. I don't know if it's the nature or nurture thing, but LeBron had that in him from jump, from the beginning.
1: You know, but, but, but you know, uh, jump. He brought up something here real quick, and I know we're going to go a little over on this on this particular topic, but I want to get this point in. He brought up a good point about how back during the Jordan era, you didn't see, you know. Let me say it this way, because you know Michael Jordan has done a lot that is not that's not on the front pages of of, of papers, right? But you yes, know, but I guess by because the well, okay, yeah, okay, all right, true yep, yeah, 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 but well, but yep. but 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 Steph but Steph Curry. Steph Curry is another guy that you know. What's what's so refreshing about today's athletes, especially on the NBA side, because to me, the NFL guys, there are some guys that are definitely activists on that side. You know, I can think of a few players that are really saying, look, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and you just got to find me. Very few players on the NFL have that high profile. The league marches to what LeBron James does. You know, when they got rid of the L.A. Clippers owner, the bottom line is LeBron James and those guys are saying, look, if they don't make a change, we're not playing basketball all over the league on Sunday. And the league knew about that. The league said, okay, we need to get him out of here, because if we don't get him out of here, the bottom line is that we're not going to have any leagues for the Sunday Showcase on NBC or on ABC, I should say. So LeBron, Steph Curry wrote this passionate op- uh, op-ed about uh, gender equality. You know, he-, he talked about how, you know, women should be paid the same as men. So you have some of the biggest names in the league, Mr. Elliott, is really stepping up and social media gives them that platform to do these types of things. So is it really and truly fair to say, okay, players back in the Jordan era really you know, they really didn't do a whole lot. They didn't have access to social media. I mean, so who knows what they were doing as far as foundations and things of that nature.
6: Well, look Jay, let's just be honest. They didn't speak out. <laughs> shut up shut up and dribble. They didn't speak out. There was social issues going on back then. They didn't. Right, they didn't. They had. They had. They had the media. Michael Jordan had the media in his face constantly. You can't tell uh, me where. go way Michael he Jordan went. again. You He's couldn't tell me any, any any way he went that he couldn't speak out. <laughs> he couldn't. What do you talking about? Hardaway. Hardaway, remember? Yeah. Hardaway got. You. What? Right. So, what? So if, what happened? Even on his. What about what about Craig Hodges that was on his team? Hodges, yeah. Craig Hodges, that was on his about. team, spoke out. Got rid of Craig. Did he speak out? And say anything? Nope. Nope. Sure didn't. Had a chance to. Man. All right. I think it's time. I think it's
3: time no, for no, a no. break. Okay. okay. <laughs> so to Jesus your point, Jay, God. they didn't have social
0: media. Yes.
9: But why did Craig Hodges get booted out of the league?
0: Right. Why oh, did?
9: I, I, I do Sharif. Like, why are these guys up out of there if we didn't have social media? People knew what they were saying. They were just yes. in those foods like nobody's business.
6: Yep. My old my old dad, and, and, he got got rid of him. Get, get out because he didn't want to stand for the national anthem. Wow. So he got stood up and said his Muslim prayers. Got to get rid of them. Yep. Got to get rid of him.
0: Wow. And, and it
6: out looks out.
1: like the tag. Now I know it looks like the tag team of Jerome uh, Esprit and Mr. Elias is strong as ever in 2019. Hopefully Johnny D, cry. I I can you know maybe you and I can. I didn't ask the question I was, I was talking And you just came in With your With your black power <laughs> stuff Like you always do. Don't even bring it here to me You know what I'm saying Oh, you, oh here's Marietta music well, well, Jay, I'm not reading What you're saying girl Jay Don't yes, head on. Yes Jay let, let, let,
5: Jay let me say this right here I will not offer any relief When, when, when they write They are correct in, All right. in their assessment Oh my of Michael lord George. Okay uh, You know what and, and,
1: yeah. <laughs> and that's the cue
0: <laughs> That is the
1: cue We're going to break Right now. So coming up next, here uh, a story that's very personal to us in the Houston area. Seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes shot and killed. We're going to talk about that next. Uh, you're listening to the serious side. Don't go anywhere. Wow.
7: The serious side continues after a short break.
1: It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS. And I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard
3: Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
2: man was arrested in harris county texas and has been charged with capital murder police say a tip led them to him and he subsequently admitted to taking part in the shooting the investigation is ongoing and police say other suspects could be charged jasmine was riding in a car with her mother and three sisters early last sunday in the houston area when another vehicle pulled up and somebody opened fire the rest of the family survived
1: 3478501272. You're tuned to the serious side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio. And it's best, of course, the first year, first show of the year twenty nineteen. Happy New Year to you and yours from all of us here on the T G R S Radio Network. It's time to say good morning to the folks in the place. Let me say good morning to my little brother Johnny D. What's up, man? How you doing, man?
5: Everything is well, Yes. Yeah? and
1: just uh, thankful and grateful to be part of the show. My man, pots and Pans, the smartest
5: man in the world, Mr.
1: Jerome Is Free, who brings you on a need-to-know basis every Sunday. What's up, Jerome? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing? Just another day of paradise, no palm trees. The man who really runs everything around here, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. What's up, Mr. LS?
6: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. To everybody as well Mr. Elias. Can we say hello To
1: some folks In the chitty chit Chat chat chat
6: Well we had uh, Easy uh, Of course Easy's in there uh, Easy man, Trump uh, Kovina man Covina man Was in there <laughs> And then Racist ass <laughs> Vocal was, it Was in there
1: Oh man, stop! You know, listen, man. No, I. You
6: you call like you see it. I'm not stopping that. Okay, hey, listen.
1: I'm not going. I'm not going to knock you. Okay. I want to say what's up to the pastor. He's in the house as always. Mariana, music talked about her earlier in the show. What's going on, beautiful girl? What's up, Momo B? B Bz and the Heezy. What's up, Momo G? Jeezy in the easy baby. Hey. Vanessa Maybelli and the Mackinelli's in the house. What's up, Vanessa? Vanessa, don't be sending me these texts talking about some pull up, Jay. Let me have my joy. Stay up my business, Vanessa. Love you, girlfriend. Uh, and of course, uh, ooh, and I have made some of the connections. So I see a Florence is in the house. Good morning, Florence. How are you? Thank you so much for listening to the show. As always, and to all the people who I can't mention during this short period of time, and I know you're listening, I'm waving my hands at you, hello, how you do, how you doing, how you guys doing, welcome into the serious side. Also, it's time to introduce our Director of Social Media Outreach, Jackie's in the House, Happy New Year, Jackie, how are you? Happy New Year, I'm doing
4: great, Happy New Year to everyone out there.
1: That's right, so tell people how to stay in contact with the show when the show's not live.
4: But if you want to keep up with TJRS Radio Network, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And all three pages have the same ending handle, facebook.com slash groups, twitter.com, instagram.com slash TJRS Radio. If you want to email about anything, email at at outlook. Dot
1: com. Keep up with us. Keep up with us. Do keep up with us. All right. Once again, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two 850 uh, is the caller number. Oh, what's up, Rachel? How you doing? I see you just checked in. I made the connection to Black Talk Radio, so I was able to reconnect that one, but there's so many more. So continue to listen. We, you know, Once again, I announced this a few weeks back. Uh, the greatest machine of all time that's been with us since the beginning of the TTRS radio network, it went down, down, down. So all of the connections and everything that we had with all of our different websites that we, you know, with tuned in, with iTunes, all those connections are gone. So if you're listening and commenting there, unfortunately, I cannot read your comments because I haven't made all the connections, but I'm doing it one radio, uh, one website at a time. So, uh, work with our patients. Sorry about that. But as long as you get the knowledge, that's what's important. Plus, you can always go to the social media. That's why she comes on every week to tell you guys how to stay in contact with the show. So someone. Someone is monitoring those social media sites. So get out there. Stay in contact with the serious side. We'd love to hear from you. Especially with all the listeners, Mistelius. I mean, the listenership is really growing. So we appreciate each and every last one of you for spending a portion of your Sunday. I
6: have to agree. Uh,
1: your Monday, your Tuesday. You know what? Can I do it, Mistelius? Can I do it? Can yeah, I do it? Yes, it, go ahead. Can Take I do you it?
6: Down. You get down with
1: yeah. it. Get down with it. Yeah. Your Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, listen to us. <laughs> I got to get permission first. Uh, boy, just trying to liven up the mood before we get into a story that really hit home here uh, this past week. Uh, seven-year-old Jasmine Barnes was shot and killed here in Houston. She was riding with her mother and four of the siblings to get coffee and a man pulled up in a red truck and opened fire and killed her and wounded her mother. Uh, The story Mm. was such an outrageous story. Uh, A lot of people, a lot of social media, social media is a great thing when it comes to spreading the word. Gabriel Union, uh, a lot of celebrities checked in saying we need to find who this person is, and that award amount money got up to over $100,000, and so a tip brought this young man to justice. they're not sure if it's a hate crime at this point, uh, but they do know that it sounds like maybe this was a targeted, um, uh, they were looking to shoot and kill someone, and it was, this was a case of mistaken identity. Ms. L S when we talk about guns in our society and how it has an impact, I know you are a gun owner, um, but you are one of the people that are talking about stronger gun laws, but you know, let's face reality. I mean, will that really resolve the issue? I mean, are we at a point now where, you know, for every American, I think I read something saying that there are so many guns in America that every American every American in this country, if all the guns that are out there were owned by Americans, each American would get, what, three guns per person? I think I read something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. are we at a point where it's just no coming back from this? So no matter what you say about the NRA, no matter what you say about gun control, it really doesn't matter, right? It's not going to make a difference, is it?
6: Well, you've got to start somewhere, Jay. And I, I say start with stricter gun control laws. I do. Like I said, in, in Indiana, all I've got to do is walk in to a gun show with my gun. No, no, you know, Of course, it's got to be emptied out and pulled back. To show that there's no no the gun safety zone and I, I can sell anything I want in a gun show, anything, any and everything. I, it is just ridiculous. It is truly ridiculous. And and if you're buying from a private owner in a gun show, you don't have to show any ID. Trust me, I've I've I, I bought I bought I bought a 22 off a guy like that. It was just it's just that simple. You can you you walk right into a gun show and and. You know, they don't check for you. you, you, They don't do background checks. They don't do anything. It just, yeah, there you go. See you later. Bye bye.
1: You know, I'm going to bring up something here, and I'm not trying to diversify. I'm not, We're not diversity, I'm not trying to create a controversy. That's the word I'm looking for here. Uh, but I, I remember Johnny Dee the movie, uh, School Days. Or everybody remember the premise behind the movie School Days. I, and I know people are saying right now, Jay, where are you going with this? Give me a second. I'm going to put it all together for you. You know, School Days was light skin versus dark skin, right? I mean, we've even talked about that on this show. We've talked about it on the Jay Riles show how, you know, those things make a big difference. And I can't help to think that this was a cute little girl, cute little beautiful girl, and the news media took this story and ran with it, and, and it brought justice. Hopefully it will bring justice to this family. You know, what's justice? I mean, yeah, you put someone behind bars for the rest of their life or you execute them. That's still not going to bring back your baby, right? It's not going to bring that little girl back. But the bigger picture where I'm going with this is, and this is more of a hit on the media, this young girl was a pretty cute little young girl, but there are so many African Americans that are missing. We talked about that on this show a while back, how many people that are out there missing, and they don't get the coverage because maybe they're not the cute little wholesome little black girl. You know, maybe they're dark with big lips or bug eyes. You don't see them. And to me, this is the problem. I remember, and this is something that we need to start doing again, Mr. Elias. We used to do this on the show where we used to do the missing. We would have a segment, and we would h- highlight people who were missing. That was that was something that was near and dear to our heart, and we did that for four years, and we just stopped. We need to do that again where we can highlight people who are missing of color. Um, and, you know, I really love the fact that we did that, and I don't understand why we stopped doing this. So we're going to have to bring that back in 2019.
0: But, Johnny, to the bigger America. picture...
1: Yeah, we do. A pees in the pot. The, the bigger picture here is this, Johnny. I'm glad that the, the overexposure from the media, I saw it on all the national news. I saw it on Good Morning America. The, they show all the morning shows. But what about those people who, don't, who are not the little cute, cuddly girls? What about the people who don't look like that? What can we do as the media to shed light on that? Because there are a lot of people who are not being exposed to the public because of the fact that this white media has in their mind who they should focus on and who they should not. We talk about this all the time blonde hair, blue eyes. People go crazy about that. You see all these stories about these young women who are missing, but when we have dark-skinned sisters with big lips, with bug eyes, you know, they're beautiful, natural, beautiful, beautiful African-American queens, they're not being exposed because they don't fit a certain image. What say you?
5: Well, I, I will say uh, my prayers certainly go out to, to the family, and really to all of the families that are Victims of some arbitrary, senseless uh, killings and murders and, and, and shootings. Um, as far as you know, more restrictions on gun laws. Um, there are some reforms that need to be made. I won't go too in depth with that, uh, but I am a supporter of, of, of the Second Amendment. And um, again, but there need to be some reforms. The the young lady, uh, the, the, the little girl, I, I think what, what happened in that story, Jay, uh, probably why it, it really took took off is, one, it was in the holidays and, and near the new year, but then also uh, just the, the verbalization that it was potentially a hate crime. You know, America is always looking to grab a story that will sensationalize uh, something and then spearhead it. Now, now clearly, you know, I, I don't downplay the, the fact of, of her appearance, because we know, you know, living while black, we know that that matters. And we see it every day in the pursuit of a specific demographic and race to get more highlight uh, in airtime when mm-hmm. it's kidnappings and, and, and those things. So I don't downplay that. Now, of course, the mother was the neutralizer. You know, when you see the young lady and you see the mother, but still there was enough people who had that compassion to say, okay, you know what? Ultimately, in America, it really is about dollars and cents. You know, I oftentimes wonder uh, when I saw where the the um, the reward had gotten up to a hundred thousand dollars, if it was like some of the local uh, people within my community that have been missing for ten years. They just ran a story um, every Saturday night. They run stories on on unsolved crimes and cold murders and stuff and. And, and a similar situation happened in my community well of course the reward money never got up beyond five thousand dollars now somebody out there knows that hey this person uh drives that type of vehicle it was random uh, uh a random act of violence so I do think that the appearance plays a significant role in it but again the mother was kind of the neutralizer because she 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 was she was authentic african-american so you know that there, there was no no, no way that you could deny that, and the appeal of the mother, the cry of the mother, I think helped that. But the reward money certainly contributed to it. Uh, at at some point, you you would, you would like to think that uh, in America that that would not be the norm, but it is the norm, and you have to prepare yourself. You know, uh, I'm pretty sure that you know when, when you talk to the members of your family, you know, you have to walk around always on alert, always on guard. You know, and that's that that that's. You know, that's part of court. That, that right there is a reflection of our times. But, again, I am glad that they at least have a suspect in custody. I would like to believe that uh, they will get a conviction. Uh, certainly, uh, it, it appears that it may have been some type of uh, retaliatory, may potentially gang-related uh, uh, shooting. I don't know that for a fact, so that's not that's something I'm right now I'm just kind of speculating since they're trying to move so far away from it being a hate crime. You know, they're trying to distance that. At this point in time But if that is the case Then there's multiple other individuals Who also need to be uh, incarcerated Because um, And convicted Because I'm sure that this wasn't A, a, a sole act But again Prayers go out to the family But this is just the time That we live in And it's unfortunate This is truly towards The calamities of, 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 of America
1: You know uh, 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 Jerome we talk about image you know I remember when the trayvon martin thing came out you know we had the image of trayvon holding the football and you know holding the uh you know in his football uniform this wholesome kid and so when when the white media realized that okay this is getting too much too much traction. They they started releasing images of him with a hoodie on, and and you know, and then him, you know, you, you know, sh- you know, with gang signs or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, it's all about the image, the, the assassination, uh, the the character assassination was in full effect when it came to Trayvon because they felt that there was just too much heat uh, on the media, too much heat on the fact that here's this kid. You know, the outrage was bubbling up because here's this wholesome young nice-looking black man. Let's just show something else to show that he was really an undercover hood or an undercover thug. Uh, I just can't help to think that, you know, the media is a powerful tool. It's a real powerful tool. And when we start, you know, covering stories based on image and things of that nature, there are people out there that don't have the national attention, people who don't fit this quote-unquote profile of what the media wants to push, I just think that plays a role, and I'm just, I'm so fed up with it. I'm ashamed of it because if a person doesn't look a certain way, they don't get the coverage, regardless whether they're black or white. I mean, so the same question to you, I mean, how do we get past this? How do we get past what specifically?
9: Where what is it
1: that we get How do we to get, get to the point? How do we How do we get to the point where everybody gets fair treatment? Right Where no matter how no matter what you look like, that we you know there are so we did a story here, I want to say maybe it was two years ago, where it, we talked but there were over 200 missing African-American women out there at that time, and no one, absolutely no one had heard of them. None. No media coverage, nothing. But every day we were seeing this Natalie, whatever her name was, over in Aruba, uh, or, you know, John JonBenet Ramsey. I mean, you just see this stuff all the time, but you never, ever, ever saw these stories. Uh, Mr. Elias, what about the young lady in Chicago that her two. boyfriend ended up getting I Yeah, I, now I ended up seeing that story on one of
6: those crime shows, but it didn't get any national press. No. No. There's None. two children missing Diamond and and I can't remember her sister's name right now. Yes, Elizabeth, yes, yes.
1: We talked about that story. Children, I have I have not seen that story in fifteen any.
6: years. Yeah.
1: I have not seen that story, Mr. Elliot. It's not a one major news broadcast. Not one. No. But is it a point? No. But Jerome, maybe this is it. Maybe I answered the question. There's so many missing kids. It's just like anything else. You have to pick and choose what you what you what you uh you support. And like Johnny Dee said earlier in his response you know, it's all about this—you know—something that's going to make people tune in because the news is the news, but the news also works on ratings as well. And if it's not a sensational story, then it's not going to get the plug. Maybe that's the answer to the question. I don't know. Well, or maybe that's just silly. Like, news is
9: supposed to report news, right? And so, technically, right. you don't say what news is sexy. Well, I mean, we—we've grew up, grew up in a society, and the reason—wait a minute. And the reason I asked the question anyway is or or i was trying to define it is because we don't create the wrong i mean the question is always asked backwards it's like what do we need to do to correct this we don't need to do jack it is not us that are perpetrating that on ourselves what do we need to do as a society or or any of those questions don't those don't fall on us and we need to stop beating ourselves up about finding uh, about trying to figure out how to make other people fair because again it goes back into the first segment in the whole political discussion. Democrats get in control. Republicans breaking the law, running roughshod, spending forty thousand dollars on the dog on table, whatever. Democrats get there and it's like, now you know, we need to restore things back without sending them to jail,
0: mm-hmm. right?
9: They're sending their butts to jail. Whenever you make a corrective measure, you need to have a, not just a deterrent measure, but you need to hold all of those people in. Contempt and and hold them uh, an account of, account for their misdeeds and doings. That's the only thing that puts justice back in the equation, because you can't have justice and say we're going to have justice from now on, unless you correct <laughs> stuff that you know is still wrong. Really? So we ha- we have to focus on that. That's not, you know, I I had this conversation recently with someone. It's like we would like to have. Uh, you know, when you think of Tulsa and Rosewood and all these black communities that were thriving, they said, wouldn't it be nice to have a whole city of black folks that's doing well kind of thing? Just, just, just a question, not a racist thing, but just a question. And my answer to that is you need to secure that thing with military <laughs> because if you don't plan <laughs> yeah. on
5: that happening,
9: hey, mm-hmm. it happened, and we have too many examples of too many righteous black people in one spot. And getting gunned down so you can't ask me it's really difficult for me to answer a question about fairness when I know the realities are you can only protect fairness right your wife and your house can only be a home if somebody's protecting it or it's going to be vulnerable to the, your daughter's gangster boyfriend that's gonna come in and try to run your house <laughs> like somebody's gonna come and eject themselves in the equation if you don't create some kind of buffer between you and what you consider to be justice, we have to do that.
1: I don't know. It's just uh, you know, all the, it's just it's sad. You know, you see this. I don't know, man. I, you know, these sto- these stories are emotional because the first thing as a parent. Ms. Delia should think about is your own kids. You know, you think about your own kids. You think about, you know, what happens if you get the news. Uh, and, you know, people have accused me of being overprotective. You know, uh, my girls, when my girls are out and about and say, hey, let me know when you get home. Let me know, you know, and then, all oh, dad, come on, you know, and, 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 and you mm-hmm. just being overprotective. I just don't want to be one of those guys. Even, you know, even with, uh, you know, even with my, my friend, I, you know, I want her, hey, look, when you're going places, let me know. I think it's important uh, uh, that you, because routines, see, here's the thing, and this is what I try to explain to my daughters and try to explain to the women in my life. What y'all don't understand is, is that if you're supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time, Right, and if you're not there, uh, you know, the faster when you notice that there's something that's not right or something that's incorrect, that's the fastest that you can get on the get on the situation. I remember one time my daughter called me and said she was on her way home, and she didn't come home. I mean, she was, you know, she didn't come home, and so I was, uh, she didn't come home on time, so. It would normally take her 15 minutes to get to where she was. And so an hour later, two hours later, I'm not hearing anything. I'm calling, cell phone, dead. I'm tripping out. Come to find out that, you know, she ran into an old friend and ate went somewhere. and Her phone was dead and all this other stuff. My point to this whole story is, is this, is that the world is a dangerous place. There are people out there that do not play within the rules. And you have to be careful when you're out and about. I mean, these people are going to get coffee. And, you know, and it turns into a tragedy, going to get coffee, because people feel that they have the right to take other people's lives. You didn't bring these people in the world. And even if you did bring them in the world, you don't have the right to take their life. Who these people think they are when it comes to pulling the trigger and killing someone? I'm just amazed at how someone feels that they can do that, and because of drugs or because of whatever the case may be, this the mentality of Americans. Sometimes they are just jacked up, and, and it's just it's just, it's just sad, man. This little girl is gone. She's gone. She's not coming back. She is gone, and and it's just uh, there's no words. There are no words to explain this, and I don't know. Anyway, all right. Let me get everyone's final thoughts on this particular topic before we move on, because I'm just I'm so frustrated with America, with the president, with all this senseless killings, and I mean it's just crazy, man. It's just depressing. Uh, Give me your final word uh, on this uh, topic, uh, Johnny D. Jeez.
5: Well, just real quickly, Jay. uh, Again, we started off this segment uh, talking about. you know, gun control and, and some type of reform, but it goes back to, to that old notion that rules are made for honest people. So that that's yeah. our reality. And you know, people violating one another, uh, robbing and killing, it really is a sign of the time. But it's nothing new. You know, the the foundations of, of the world existed on on war. It's just that they have changed the rules to it. And that's, that's what's sad is that there, there's lives being lost every single day, and we have no answers for it. You know, the uh, only thing we can do is accept the fact that, you know, God is a perfect God and, and, and his will shall be done. And these are the type of things where you turn back and you say, wow, 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 but uh, never make, 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 the, make that commitment to question it. And, again, just, you know, keep the family in prayer, and that's, that's, that's the gist of what we can do. My man, Jerome, man.
9: Well, same thing, man. I mean, we just send out our prayers to her um, her and her family. I don't really have an answer or a thought about how we can change um, society and how it looks at that. I think that we need to know that, you know, reality TV and all that stuff puts everybody in a mind. Of of, um, ignoring sensationalism, so it seems like they, you know, as kids come up missing or people end up dying, that they can just turn the station and look at something else. But we really need to pay some attention and um, have a little bit more empathy um, for people who are going through stuff. And um, my my emotions are with the family and with people who have missing people and lost. And by the way. We, um, you didn't mention Kathleen Williams early. I know Kathleen is still under the weather and not yeah. feeling well, so prayers to Kathleen as well.
1: Oh, wow, uh, yeah, definitely, because this is going on three weeks now. Hopefully, uh, yeah, she needs to get somewhere and get seen, yeah, we'll check in with her and see what's going on with, with Kathleen. Thanks for the update, Jerome. Uh, Mr. Elias, man, give me your final word on this one, man.
6: My, my final words are just like with everybody else. My thoughts and prayers are with the family, man. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, this is a senseless killing, you know, any any killing is senseless to me unless, you know, you're protecting yourself and you're protecting your family, but the bottom line is, man, this was senseless, and, you know, sometimes America needs to wake up, man, to what's going on around it. Yeah, it, it
1: is. It, it's senseless, and it doesn't make sense, and... You know, we live in a society, man, where people can just say, hey, you know what? I want you gone today. And that's uh, so what I'm going to do. I'm going to go take a gun. I'm going to, you know, shoot you and kill you. And even, you know, but the fact that, okay, it was the wrong target, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, what does that mean? I mean, the guy was still going to kill somebody. It was just mistaken identity. He killed the wrong person. But at the end of the day, he was still going to do a drive-by and shoot and kill somebody. I mean, this corruption uh, with... Little petty drug dealers, what's happening with the Trump administration. You know, when you start looking into the stories of that, and something we're going to talk about next week, we're going to talk about R. Kelly, too, because this whole thing with R. Kelly starting to get some wheels again, Mr. Elliott. So we're going to we're going to talk about uh, the Pied Piper of, uh, what does he call himself, the Pied Piper of what, Mr. Elliott? Who, who, R.B. Pied Piper of The Pied Piper of, uh, the Pied
6: Piper of R.B.
1: Yeah, really. yeah, yeah,
6: yeah about that, it, I watched I'm, that last people night and it was disgusting. <laughs> Was disgusted. Yeah, was by it wow. I didn't
9: watch any of it. So go ahead, Elias. What would you say? You
6: watched, I watched, it, you watched watch the whole, it I watched the whole, and I was thoroughly disgusted by it, man. You know, I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this. It was just insane. It was thoroughly insane. And I'd heard all the stories, but when these women came forth, man, I was like, oh my god. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I,
1: well, I you know the thing this, is. I don't think I to... Go ahead, Drew. You know, go yeah, watch I was,
9: it. I didn't, I, don't think, I, I didn't watch it, and I don't think I want to. Everybody <laughs> knows that's been going on with that kid, and it's just like watching those old boondock clips surface on the internet now. The boondock, that was least 10 years ago. They, that was on mainstream <laughs> TV, them talking about R. Kelly, and everybody still ignored it. So I don't know what yeah. you think about
0: that. Yeah.
1: Wow. It was just
6: disgusting,
1: uh, man. It was. You know, you know, I, you know, yeah. I mean, here's the, and I, I guess it's starting to get legs. I don't want to. We'll, we'll talk about it next week, but it's starting well, to get no, legs. He's, and, losing, and, and, he's uh, losing
6: money. He's, that's why he's getting legs. He's losing money, but and and that well, – But apparently, there's that, like, a
1: special out there on this, and and and, yeah, uh, and so I was, know.
6: Yeah, yeah but I, I said on Spotify, yeah. his, his his uh his ratings went up sixteen percent after the stories. So I was like, why, why. I don't get it, but hey, I'm um, wow, yeah,
0: okay, it was
1: crazy. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about. It. So tune in next week. We're gonna talk about that because apparently, I was I've been reading it on uh, on Instagram. You know, Mo was telling me that she. I mean, it's just. I mean, I want to know what's going on with it, and it sounds like, uh, um, you know, could this be the well, situation that happened with Bill Cosby? Remember that comedian who who talked about Bill Cosby, and then all of a sudden. Uh, you it's you everything started happening that's, with that's Bill Cosby, way
6: you know. It's way different. That's different,
1: man. It's way different, yeah. no, no, what I'm saying is the fact that he brought this up. My, my thing is that these stories about Bill Cosby had been out there, and then he brings this up in the, in the stand-up uh, routine, and all of a sudden he gets legs again. This thing about R. Kelly has been out there. I mean, it's been out there for years. And so yeah. now it looks like all of a sudden everybody's talking about it again. I'm like, what happened? You know, and they
6: apparently had a there's specialist. something out there. With... They had a special. Yeah, I didn't know it that. Was...
1: Oh, yeah. That's a, a, a series, a... isn't it?
6: There's like yeah, at least six, three of them. Yeah, yeah six. It's huh? six-set series. Yeah, they've been running
0: back them back-to-back.
6: Yeah, they've been running back-to-back. I taped them all, and I watched it, and I was like, I was thoroughly disgusted, man. I, I got to tell you, I was thoroughly disgusted by this cat. You know, some of the women. Oh my God! It's just like, why, why, why you, why, why? Yeah, they, they had a special on, That's All right, why. We'll talk man.
1: about it. All right, we're we're, we're on Jerome's side. We'll talk about. It. We'll talk about that next week. I well, I can't wait to get into the story. It's fascinating. All right, mm-hmm. listen. NPR news update coming up next, and on the Need to Know basis, the chatter box is right around the corner. Don't no go nowhere. Mm-hmm.
7: Preliminary results from last weekend's presidential election in the Democratic Republic of Congo have been delayed. They have been due today, but the head of the National Election Commission says vote counting has not been completed. The election could mark Congo's first Democratic transfer of power since independence, but the opposition alleges that the ruling party is trying to steal the election. The ecumenical patriarch of Constantinople, the head of the Orthodox Church, has presented a decree of independence to the head of the newly created Orthodox Church church of ukraine sanctifying it and removing it from the control of the russian orthodox church the bbc's jonah fisher reports a symbolic ceremony took place today in a cathedral in istanbul today is christmas eve for orthodox christians and this year in ukraine many of them will
8: receive a gift they've long desired It's a document called a Tomos. Signed by the white-bearded ecumenical patriarch Bartholomew, it grants Ukraine its own internationally recognized branch of the Orthodox
7: faith. That means independence from Moscow's control. Not surprisingly, the Russian Orthodox Church is not pleased. The BBC's Jonah Fisher reporting. Malaysia's king has resigned. The first time a Malaysian monarch has stepped down before completing his term. The National Palace did not give a reason in the statement it issued today. Malaysia has nine royal households. They typically take turns as king for five-year terms. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News from Washington.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back in. It is time for Chatterbox. Final thoughts from the World Famous Chat Room and from social media. Miss you have anything from the World Famous Chat Room.
6: Yeah, I got some comments from my yeah, from Easy and from um uh, Robert you know but I will refuse to read his. Uh Covina man said it's not the GOP is dim it's white supremacy and versus multiculturalism. Um and uh uh EZA he, uh, he said that uh, <laughs> I don't think that's much of a subject, but uh, much. I, he, had, he had to agree with Covina Man on that one. And um, Mike Tomlin rules black and gold. Woohoo. That's what he's talking about. He said most coaches have been in the hot seat for years. You know. Yeah, Mike Tomlin is
1: it. on the hot seat. And, and yeah, and uh, I tell you what. Uh, Antonio Brown is not helping the situation They have
6: a problem in Pittsburgh And uh, yeah, he's, this is he's why I wish only, uh, yeah. well, He said well, the gun yeah. only provides a tool that the person using is the problem yeah,
1: That's true that's I agree true. with that Alright, Mariana Music says Jay, thank you for the shout out You know I love you I love you too, Mariana Pastor says Jay, every black person should tune into this show These strong black men Break it down on a level that we all can understand on a weekly basis. It is Appointment Radio. God bless you all. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that, as always. We all appreciate that, because we try to do what we do. We try to make it do what it do, Pastor. And on that note, let's get into it. Five, four,
0: three,
5: two, four. The first lady dazzles on election night, in a
0: Tell me, what do you want me to do? Allegedly, to the flag. The of the
1: United States of America. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is time, on the need to, it is time for On a Need to Know basis with our main man, Mr. Jerome. Mr. Man Jerome, man, what is on the agenda this morning, my friend? Man,
9: so where do I begin? Is the problem. I don't know. last as we know, that, you know, we, we're into a new year, and I didn't do our um, kind of a year-end review for some news. So I'm yeah. going to do a
0: little
9: bit yeah. of your, your end news because I think it's important that we kind of reflect back on some of the, the stories that we had. So, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to skip that for a second and tell you some of the new laws since we're into New Year. You might need to know that. So in okay. New York, minimum wage has gone up from 11 to twelve seventy five for fast food, but it's going to go up to $15 in some places.
0: Oh, boy. Um, Whoa.
9: Yep. Paid family leave is expanded to ten weeks. Mandatory sexual harassment training for all state employees. Isn't that weird? Everybody has to get training. Now there'll be, for any new construction, there has to be changing tables in public bathrooms or in men's bathrooms. They have to put changing tables in there in New York State. So, um, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, drugstores. And pharmacies will also be required to provide ways to give back unused medication. So, hey, they have another place. Ooh. They don't want you throwing it in your toilet because I know it's going to sound disgusting, but if you throw medicine in your toilet, it ends up in your drinking water. Don't ask how that happens. I don't think you won't know. All right. 19 oh boy. states. <laughs> 19 <laughs> it's raised the, I tried to okay. go past that, Jay. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, 19 yeah, well. states raise the minimum wage. Florida will restore voting rights for former felons uh, upon completion of their sentences, excluding those convicted of murder and sexual offenses. So, if you're a sexual offender, you still can't vote. There's a joke in there someplace, but I'm not gonna say it. All right, Utah (laughs) has the nation's lowest blood alcohol (laughs) standard for DWI, (laughs) and uh, it's um, .05. So, if you're in Utah. um, Mormon shouldn't be drinking anyway. I'm just joking. I don't know what
6: they do. Uh, <laughs> point zero 0.05. Wow. 0.05? Hey, hey, five? 0.05. That's a beer, ain't it?
9: <laughs> <laughs> they said it is um, two beers for a man and a beer for a woman or something like that.
6: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You can't drive if wow.
9: you had one beer, apparently, in Utah.
6: Wow. Yeah, they don't yeah. stop you there.
9: Oh, I'm sorry. I said Utah. They are forever known to me as the state of disrespect because I was there for yeah. a couple of weeks, and it happened to be Martin Luther King's birthday. And in the state of Utah, they don't accept, they don't um, celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday. They call it um, what is it? Uh, something like um, Civil Rights Day. So they celebrate Gandhi <laughs> and Mother Teresa and and, and yeah. They intentionally wow. call Martin Luther King's birthday. Because they need to close the post office For a federal holiday Or they won't get their Mm. federal highway money So they renamed it to Civil Rights Day And they celebrate Gandhi more than they do um, Martin Luther King The state of disrespect would be Utah
6: Yeah, that's what it is
9: And you know, remarkably enough They got a Martin Luther King Boulevard In Salt Lake City
0: (laughs) (laughs) They won't respect
9: it So um, In California Public Health Corporations has to have at least one female board member by the end of the year and by two thousand and twenty one they must have two or three depending on the size of the company. So Good. The Senate bill, Yeah. Um eight twenty forbids companies from forcing employees to settle or oh, I'm sorry forcing employees to settle sexual harassment complaints to sign a non disclosure agreement and prevent them from speaking out
5: about what happened.
9: They can still speak out even if they sign uh, a settlement. So While a victim still can choose to keep his name private, the perpetrator name can no longer be confidential in sexual harassment.
1: Good. Good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, you know what? We need to talk about that, too, because I had a discussion about this with a friend of mine. Never mind. I don't want to get ladies mad at me. No, go ahead, man. We'll so talk, talk about it later. <laughs> no, Jake. Go ahead
6: and say it. Go ahead and say no, it. No,
9: people, no, people no, no, no. I get in trouble that with stuff like that. Them, and they get to be private, and then they get to throw you out there, and then by the time you find out it's not true, ain't nothing you can do about it.
6: Well, yeah, no. Nah, it needs to be true if you're gonna do it.
9: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know. Yeah so Absolutely. i
9: am I'm, I'm with this one on oh by the way, in that California law that makes one um female board member by the end of the year, how about putting in there that they should have a black board member can i can I get any any of that in that?
6: Yes uh, you, you got
1: my vote thank you thank you, you, know, you know, even if they're me i'm just saying I'm not, I'm, taking away
9: from, I'm not taking away from their female empowerment. you can put a black woman that would just kind of satisfy that there you too.
1: go Michelle <laughs> obama president next president of the United States.
9: <laughs> any, bl- that's any public health company has to do that. Now, they have another sentence, bill that um, anyone convicted of a misdemeanor, domestic violence, going forward, will lose their right to own a firearm. I don't know Good. about this
5: one. Callie Cali- Cali well, is kind of
9: getting on me. I think I'm going to stay out of California for a minute. Because these right.
1: laws
0: to kind of get me. All right. Yeah, but another some, bill
1: California, that opens public yeah, access to of- people. Yeah. <laughs> <Soy> <laughs> dropped,
0: really? Well, I like
1: this like though.
9: They're opening yeah. public access to internal investigations of incidents where police kill or seriously injure somebody, someone, as well as uh, sustained um, findings of sexual assault and lying on the job. So if you're lying on the job and you have sexual assault or kill or um, or seriously injure somebody, that the public has not access to that those records. Of, uh, internal investigation. Oh, by the way, and they have another wow. one.
6: Yeah, they, they, they outlawed that in, 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 um, in uh, Did they? Indiana? Missouri. Missouri. No, Missouri. Missouri, Missouri. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, they outlawed that one. Yeah. You can't but, find out if an officer has that. Yeah.
9: But, you know, California also released, they um, passed a law requiring law enforcement to release. Audio and video f- footage within 45 days of a shooting or other incidents involving um, serious use of force. Unless it well, interferes with thing. an active investigation,
1: they have to release it now. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. California is on the forefront of a lot of things, though, Jerome. You know, have yeah. to give them credit for that. Yeah.
9: Yeah. Now, now a black student in California was. Um, I, I'm trying to think I think he was a valedictorian or, or something But they didn't want to wear his cultural um, You know Stuff during his graduation You know how you put your kente or something on and They didn't want to, to, to wear that And I think they um, They couldn't stop him from getting his diploma But I think he was sanctioned somehow They didn't let him speak or something But there's a bill now uh, Which affirms the right to wear religi- to wear Religious and cultural adornment, as tribal feathers or anything, during gradual cere- graduation ceremonies. California uh, put that law out there because that black kid was sanctioned because he wore his. So you can wear something cultural or tribal or religious at your graduation. I don't know why that's a big deal that they don't want you to, but California but just know. put it in the law that you can do that.
10: Yeah, I, I, remember, the getting, house.
9: Yeah, I remember getting threatened about. You know, make sure you do this or so you won't get your diploma I'm thinking, uh, I don't want it like, I already got it You know, you don't want a piece of paper I already got a diploma <laughs> I was already accepted the college, I don't care Alright um, uh, Now, Ohio students will now be required To write in cursive by the end of 5th grade Now, I think they're going to start with the 3rd graders they, they, You might not just go into 5th grade right now And they expect you to write in cursive by the end of the year but I think they're starting to make them write in cursive again. But Ohio just made it a law.
1: I don't know what I think about that. But Fifth grade, isn't that late? I don't. I can't <laughs> remember. The, I can't remember when I learned how. I thought I learned how to write in cursive in the third grade. I
6: some, think it was some like. And then you have to teach it all. <laughs> they didn't what? That's crazy. Some people. I'm telling you, some states, they don't allow them to write in cursive at all. Yeah, they stopped that in some what, states. What state they is, don't is that? Oh,
9: I think we did that last year. Yes. Uh, some states said that they changed the curriculum, and I think it's coming from federal, too, you know, now that that divorce woman is there, that they um, are making rules that you don't have to write in person.
0: Right.
5: Yeah. Well, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: You
6: do have yeah, to learn how to make know, those man. Go ahead. What would you say, Johnny?
5: No, I, I was saying in North Carolina you don't. Uh, and mm-hmm. this has probably been really? for... Seven or eight years where they where they took it yeah. out. Uh, yeah because my seventeen my, my, my year old when she was second grade, uh, so you talking what, maybe seven years? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
9: Yeah. I, I think I knew that one too, that North Carolina. I there's there's another one that's um it's I don't think it's Virginia, but it was North Carolina and another state um near there. It might be Tennessee or something. It wasn't South Carolina, but anyway, yeah, they they started taking them out of the schools because they said it was too hard and nobody really reads cursive, or it must be uh, uh, you know illegible or something. Can't think of what it was. Now, okay, so Illinois had more than 250 new state laws to take effect. I'm not going to read them all, but you do have to rear facing car seats. Any child under two will be required to sit in a rear facing car seat. Okay. There's a waiting period on weapons. Um, So a 72-hour waiting period goes in effect for firearm purchases. Um, You know, it used to be mandated a 72-hour waiting period for just handguns, but they said everything, stun guns, tasers, those will have a 24-hour waiting period. So you can't even just go get a stun gun. Yeah, 24 hours. All right. um, (laughs) Now, all... Now I don't know if I like this one. All schools will be required to conduct at least one law enforcement-led drill to address an active shooter, and this must come within 90 days of the start of the school year.
0: Wow! Every year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wh- wh- in, wh- where is this?
9: Illinois, the state of Illinois. Oh wow. Hey, yeah, we're gonna be a we're gonna be a uh, paranoid police state in about 10 minutes. <laughs> we need about two more years. Like be prepared. Now, new moms. It's still in Illinois. New moms are exempt from jury do- duty. Why is that? Like, like- Illinois. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what about. Behavior. What about new dads? What about new dads? No, it says nothing uh, about. Mm, uh, I'm going to go with no, no on that one, Chuck. <laughs> 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 I'm going to take. I'm
0: going to take
9: right. no four hundred.
0: Okay, so stalking
9: behavior expands to include unwanted messages sent and received through social media. I don't know if I like this. Is this
10: Illinois? This is (laughs) Illinois. So
1: wait, wait, let me make sure I understand what you're saying, So You're saying that if I send someone a text that's unwanted, I'm stalking them according to this new law? No, no
9: stalking behavior expands to it, so I think you have to have other behavior and the messages can count against you.
10: I think damn you have to show man. up
9: by the doorstep first and then they get messages. I don't think it's just a matter.
10: <laughs> I should say, I'm uh, not uh, tell me how to uh, talk to
9: uh, somebody, Jay, I'm just saying like that. Uh, <laughs> man, I'm trying to,
1: man, I'm like, damn.
9: Yeah, I'm not trying All to give a blueprint of the law, but they said businesses, oh, yeah.
1: schools, this is sounds places like. of okay. worship
9: also uh, <laughs> take action to seek restraining orders against stalkers. So if you're a stalker, you can't come to my church. Like, like they expanded that (laughs) thing. Stalking law. Hey, I don't know. I think I agree with this one. If you have a stalker, he can't say, no, because we're at the mall. The mall can say, are you a stalker? Get out. I don't think they're going to answer the question, but... (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right, I want Jerome real quick, so I want I want you to continue. All right, real quick, we're going to lose some of our live audience, so I want to say what's up to you guys once again. Glad you guys tuned in. It's a brand new year. Thank you so much for being a part of Serious Side, and for the rest of you all, hang out because we have a few more stories with Jerome, and then final thoughts are coming next. Go ahead, man.
9: Okay, one more. Good this is um, This is in yeah. Illinois. Public universities and community colleges in Illinois are required to offer courses focusing on Black history. They'll require
1: Cold. them. That's Cold. what I'm talking about. <laughs>
9: good.
1: They used to be in Texas. Yes. <laughs>
9: yes. Oh, speaking of Texas, no, Texas didn't oh. have one of those out
1: there.
9: They put limits on oh. the use of campaign funds for former office holders and candidates who become registered lobbies. Lobbyists is what Texas did. Well, that's good. They also require,
10: yeah,
9: yeah sexual oriented businesses to post a notice in their restrooms about human trafficking. It's a misdemeanor if they don't post it. I don't know mm. what that means. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, well, I think they that's have another one. that addresses... You said what? I think that's good, too. Oh, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Yes, yeah, I guess. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it so is. Of so, of, of and probably it works because if you're in a public place, like a train station or something, they may say, if somebody looks like, call this number. They look in duress or whatever Just to stop human trafficking Texas actually passed a law To put notices about human trafficking Because
6: yeah. Texas is full of human trafficking There yep. Yeah so, it is yeah. That's, that's unfortunate
1: You're right about that Absolutely well, We did a story on that
6: two yeah. years ago About how
1: yeah. Texas And we know some stories They had some stories We had some stunned operations Going on here in the city of Houston Where they caught some people Doing this stuff Over here off of 45 So
0: Really? Yeah. It's and uh
1: it's big. Yeah, yeah, it's it's big here. All right, man. Right, right, we, we have time for two more sir. Two more good stories. Let's go Okay, uh, I don't know,
0: know how I
9: don't know how good 20. these stories are, but But <laughs>
0: <Okay.
9: laughs>
10: um, I I, new laws,
9: so I couldn't tell you if they were like good laws or not. But I will I will try, Jay. Here. Um uh, because no, I was gonna do a, a a Catholic church story, so I'm gonna skip that one. <laughs> yeah,
1: please. That's not, that. That sounds like that's nasty all the way around. <laughs> yeah,
9: you know, it's about priests uh, praying on nuns. But I want to go. Oh, I Kathleen's not here to here, here to regulate me today. So, um, you know, the first Muslim woman in Congress will be allowed to wear her. Um, what is a habib?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think
9: it was But yeah, so. She, um, they, they changed the rules on the floor, and they're allow, allowing her to keep her head covered. So that was
0: um, right.
9: a good story for the day. And um, Hollywood's yeah. top earner is Latita La- La- Wright. If y'all don't know who she is,
0: mm-hmm. she, yeah, who is, is the,
9: she is the princess from the Black oh, Panther
6: no. Panther, yeah, I was going to say, yep.
10: Mm-hmm.
6: Yes,
9: I love her. She, H- who is she? She became 2018's highest box options earner. In her roles in Black Panthers, The Avengers, Infinity Wars, Ready um, Player One, and The Commuter, she grossed over $1.55 billion. So she is the Hollywood It person of 2018. And Jay doesn't even well, know Wait a minute. Who was this again? <laughs> she played. Who is this again?
6: She was the. Uh...
9: She was, she was Chadwick Boseman's or Black Panther's sister. She
1: was the sister. princess. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you mean uh, the
1: girl who invented the suit? Shirley or whatever her name was.
6: Yes. Yes. Yes.
9: yes. Oh, man, that is good. Yes.
6: yes. Wow. I love her. Good. character.
9: But, yeah, so she topped, oh, you know, Chadwick Boseman, Winston Duke, and all of her other um, castmates. And, you know, I didn't know this. Oh, those guys made $1.38 billion. Samuel Jackson bought in for the year $1.29 billion. I don't know what movie Samuel Jackson was in. $1.29 billion. <laughs> These guys are everywhere.
1: He's everywhere. Was He's
9: like, 1.1 billion. <laughs> and Josh Brolin tra- rounded off with a uh, $1 billion. But she is number one. And her Twitter, you know she's young, because on her account she said, um, she hadn't seen her check in the mail, so she was in all these movies that made all that money. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: why I love her. There's, there's two young women who I really no, like. Man, and that no. would be the, the Opetae Ortiz
9: <laughs> woman for speaking her mind, and yes. now it is La, La, uh, Latita Wright.
6: Both of them. I like. I like that Tahie woman when she told. <laughs> We're going to get out of
1: here. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. All right. Thank you, Jerome, very much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I like that. I do. I know you do. do. You like stuff like that. All right. It's been a fun field show, but it's time for our final thoughts. And my little brother Johnny D, you are up first. Make him your final thoughts.
3: I just
5: appreciate the opportunity. Um, Jay, I I really hate that you cut Jerome off. I was hoping he was going to get to those two gender-neutral states. And if I can abort my time to him, I would greatly appreciate our listeners knowing that. I know New York went uh, where you can actually list your gender as uh, Gen X. And there was another state that said that it was neutral. So, Jerome, I know you're up on that. So uh, if if you could educate the folks, uh, that would be, I think, a, a great thing for for,
9: for, for my final thought. No, no, no. You you covered the only one that I I know of. I know about the New York and the gender, the ex-gender. They're gonna allow you to have a gender-neutral. I don't remember what the other state was, but I do know that they. Um, ah, I I can't even remember what the state was, and I had them all down because I still have a bunch of them left. But we'll do some more next week.
1: I'll cover them next week. Sound good. Sound all good. Right. All right. Okay, all right. Well, Jerome, speaking of which, since you have the floor, man, final thoughts? Okay, you know, uh, the one news
9: story I didn't do is that Saudi women who are getting divorced, they'll get a divorce confirmation by text under new rules that will stop men (laughs) from secretly ending their marriage without telling their wives. I didn't know you could do that. But they were divorced, and I didn't didn't even know they were divorced. Yeah, so now they get,
1: American, so. <laughs> well, they get
0: a text. They
1: oh, get a text. Man, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jay. <strange. laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, man, that, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Getting started. Wow. It's 2019, folks. What do you expect? A little giggly for this Sunday morning. All right, man, thanks. Thank you so much. Many the first and last word here on The Serious side. the one and only Mr. Elias. I don't know.
6: Look, folks, it's going into the presidential season. Elizabeth Warren came out this week, well, last week, to uh, do her exploratory commission on becoming president. So get out and vote, folks. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. Don't don't tell me how bad it is. You're just sitting there not not voting. So get out and vote. All
1: right. My final thoughts are, you know, I look forward to another year of the serious side. Thank you so much to Mariana to the. Master to all the people who listen to the show, and really think that we make a difference in their lives. It's important and it's exciting at at the same time to know that people are actually listening to what you have to say, and it's interesting to say the least. So look, you know, we don't take this we don't take this privilege lightly. Uh, you know, we try to do our very best with information that we put out. Um, you know, the serious side has always been about friends getting together and having a conversation, like friends and people do all over this country and all over this world. So we appreciate the listeners. We appreciate what you bring to the table. And we appreciate that you're listening to us for two hours, because I know some of us can say our spouses and our significant others won't even do that. So, hey, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you very much. And on that note, Mr. Elias... It's Sunday. We're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend?
6: It's time for the serious side of the J. Rowell show. Uh, here's to all of your New Year's
1: resolutions coming to life, and we hope that everything you wish for will happen in the new season. So, for Johnny D, for my main man, Mr. Jerome, for Mr. Elias. I'm Jay how saying however great work we can remember if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year!
5: You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network.